I'm finally done, everyone. I finished my second novel, Board Games 2, the sequel to my first novel, Board Games, published in 2018. And we have a special perk for all the loyal subscribers to Sociology and Mogul Motivation. Go to TrueStoriesMedia.com and check out Board Games 2 and or Board Games if you haven't read the first installment. And type in BG2TRUE as the promo code. That's the letters BG, the numerical number 2, TRUE. And you will receive 10% off your order. Board Games 2 will be available worldwide October 4th. So don't forget to get your pre-order in ASAP because it ends September 3rd. BG2 True, the promo code for Board Games 2. You are now tuned into the Sociology Podcast. Sociology is a lifestyle brand that analyzes Chicago culture and connected topics abroad. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It's a simple question. When Michael Jordan isn't walking through that door and stepping on that floor, who do you turn to? This episode of Sociology, we're going to look at two of the greatest seasons in a Bulls jersey for players not named Michael Jordan. 1994, Scottie Pippen, and 2011, Derrick Rose. So here we go. So here we go. All right, we got G. Harris in the building. We got third Samuel in the building. Um, Okay, what up? Corey DeJohn. So, all right. I'm just going to ask y'all a question and, you know, just give me y'all straight answer. We're going to expound, you know what I'm saying? Sports town. 94 Pippen or 2011 Rose, who you taking? When Michael Jordan ain't coming through that door, who you taking? Who going to answer that first? I want to go first. I go first. Hey, yeah, you can go first. Go ahead, bro. We We know Derek Rose's career ain't paying out, but Scottie Pippen ain't got no MVP. Yep. And he damn sure ain't changed the rules in the league so that people can get paid much quicker off of them rookie deals either. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. year Derrick Rose had was one for the history books. And mm-hmm. if we just looking at a point in time, I got to go with D. Rose. But if you talk about career, of course, we know where we're going. Yeah, Pip, for sure. Okay, yeah. but but those two seasons so, compared, yeah, you take it D. Rose. Answer. Okay, who next? So, uh, D Rose for me. I mean, you know, he basically changed the game. So, you know, he came in that year with, uh, you know, he came in that year with Russ. But then when he got to that MVP year, he kind of called it out from the beginning. You know, why not? Why I can't be MVP? Why I can't be MVP? Then he went out there and got MVP. You know, basically took a whole, I ain't going to say, I ain't going to say scrubs, but nobody You can else say scrubs. Team, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, you. You know, well, Carlos Boozer got hurt, I think, at the beginning of the year because I mm-hmm. think he uh, hurt his – cut his hand or something like that. So, it was just basically Joe Kim Noah, Rose, and Luau Dang, Ronnie Brewer. You know what I'm saying? Come on. And they went 62 and 20. Come on, CJ Watson. Six, Mr. Yeah. Watson. You know? 62 and 20. Some Rose. Ben, ben Gordon went out there, right? Nah, Ben nope. Gordon went out there. Nah, Ben was gone. What yep, about you, third Samuel? You know, all the reasons that, you know, they said Derrick Rose, I'd agree with, but somebody kind of has to throw a wrench in all of this. I'm going to go with Pip, and I'm going to tell you why. This is my personal thing. I feel like you have to carry the legacy of Jordan, okay? And technically, when you think about it, Scotty had to carry a team basically that was brand new. 
this team that played with Derrick Rose, they have been assembled for a couple of years already. And if you want to get my honest opinion on that MVP, I think that was an MVP LeBron probably should have won. I'm not a LeBron fan. You know that. But I also watch the game and I know how this shit go. You know, sometimes they give you, they, sometimes it's like when you see somebody getting all these accolades, you couldn't give LeBron an MVP in his first year with the Heat. It just wouldn't have been right. And Derrick Rose had, I mean, I remember that season like it was yesterday. You know, Derrick Rose basically made it cool to watch basketball in the city. He had the city turned up. But when you look at the 94 Pippen, that was the first year that Scottie Pippen actually got a chance to really evolve and really show the value of the point forward. So before you have a Derrick Rose, who's the explosive point guard, who's probably a once in a generation, Scottie Pippen pretty much transcended an entire position that you see today. Look at what we got in the NBA now. You got LeBron James, the point forward. You got Ben Simmons, the point forward. You know, you have all of these guys. But then in addition to that, that was the, also the time in my opinion, Scottie Pippen really started to become more into himself as far as um, his own brand. You know, he ended up getting, you know, ended up getting locked in with Nike. You know what I'm saying? Got mm-hmm. locked in with Nike. Mm-hmm. All-star game. They give him a pair of the, uh, the Nike Air Forces that came out at the time. He was exclusive with those. Had his own signature shoe going into the playoffs. And if you don't remember what the shoe looked like, just look at him dunking on Patrick Ewing and just check out the shoes. They don't even make – they haven't even brought those back out except for maybe one time. But in addition to that – Hey, it don't matter. He 1994 was a way different time. So, so, then. so look, look, let's, let's, okay, look, so let, let's, let's go to 94 right quick. Let's start. Let's, let's talk about the atmosphere that was going on in 94, that 93, 94 season, right? All right. So Mike, he up oh. out of here, you know, he decided to go play baseball, you know, bad average was trash in the beginning. Right. So Mike is over there, you know, playing catch, right. Playing piggy. Now you got Pippen, right. You got B.J. Armstrong. You got Bill Cartwright, Pete Myers, Horace Grant. I think was Paxson still there? Paxson was still no. Steve Kerr came in and took over so, for Paxson. So, so Steve Kerr was there, and I feel like Bill they had Wennington. Stacey King, mm, Scott Williams, Scott Williams. Okay, all right. I pull that. So, so that's that's who you got in '94. You know what I'm saying? You just oh, fresh don't forget. Jo- hey, don't forget JoJo English. Okay, him too. Jojo, Jojo English. Very Christovia. Please forget him. Jojo English. So you got you got all these guys with Pippen. You know, you fresh off a of 3P. Everybody's gunning for you. So like had it to third Sammy's point earlier. Like um the pressure, the stakes was a little higher for Pippen than it was for Rose because bro, you just can't you just won three rings. What you gonna do now? Michael Mike ain't no, nowhere to be found. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but you, you know what I said to that though, Twiz? All those names you just dropped, the pressure was on all of them collectively because they were all there for those first three championships for the most part. So Pip wasn't alone. The one feather I do put in Pip hat that a lot of people forget is he led that team in every major statistical category that year. Yeah. And that was yeah. unheard of. He averaged uh 21-4 points per game. He averaged basically three steals per game, five mm-hmm. assists, eight rebounds. His free throw percentage was 71%, and his field goal percentage was almost 50. He shot 48% from the field that year. 
And you know what? We also forgot to mention. Hold on. We also forgot to mention Tony Kukoc was in his first year with the Bulls. Ah, Kukoc was there. Okay. Okay. I I wouldn't even even say that. I I wouldn't even say. Are you going ahead? I I, I was only going to bring up the the one part that we all know and where Pippen lost a lot of the cool points for me is the nickname of Snotty Scotty. And he really showed why Charles Oakley gave him that name in live game moments. And that shit, (laughs) you you lose a lot of points for me. Yeah. What was you going to say, Greg? No, I was just going to say, I don't want to think if I'm comparing pressure wise that 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 Bulls team had a lot of pressure only because you had Jordan on the team before, right? right? So you pulled Jordan off the team. Nobody in their right mind really expected that Bulls team to do anything. You expected them to take some steps backwards, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't even say it was a lot of pressure. So whatever they okay, did was like, that's okay. Fair. Yeah, whatever they did was like, okay, cool. They did their thing. Because you know they, 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 they record that it was 55 and 27. Yeah, that, that's yeah. not bad at fucking all. You know what I'm saying? Nah, nah. He had and, that's and if solid. we looking at and if we looking at comparing Rose and uh, Pippen here, like I don't know if y'all already look at the uh, the PER. So you know, Pippen was twenty three point two, and Rose was twenty three point five. So <laughs> you know, they was right there by each other. Yeah, as far as that, and you know that that look at everything. You know, yeah, turnovers, points. Michael Jordan's shadow. But let's yeah. look at but let's look at what Pip and Derrick Rose had going in. We talked about rosters. You all mm-hmm. you had a fresh Carlos Boozer coming off of free agency. You still had a young Joe Kim Noah, who was what defensive player of the year around that time and at least made an all-star team. So you got two all-stars with Dang and and, and Joe Kim Noah. You got a max player with Boozer. Who's the best, second best player on Pippen's team? Horace Grant. And at this time, Horace Grant's disgruntled. You know what I'm saying? So you got to reel in that personality. So they both had two all-stars because B.J. Armstrong made an all-star team that year, too. Mm-hmm. But, when you, but when you really look at the talent pool that was on that team, that 2011 team would beat the shit out of that 94 team. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> hey, they're Loki way more athletic. I, I, I but then also, you. let's consider the competition, too. Scott, yeah, you're, going, you're not going against only five teams back then like you do now where you have these five juggernaut teams because you got four superstars every night you're going up against a superstar you going up look you can't even go to sacramento because at that time you got to go against mitch richmond you go to the clippers you still got to go deal with ron Harper before he came over to the bulls you got to deal with all there's 28 teams 27 teams there's a hoop on every single team you got to go against every night and i guarantee you one major thing that you left out, and a lot of people never want to give enough credit to these individuals, and that's the men that wear those suits at the front of that bench. Yep, you I was about to bring it up. Mastermind yeah. like Phil Jackson running yeah. the show. He yeah. can coach a team to wins. So that was yeah. the greatest difference to me, and that's why I say that 2011 team couldn't beat the '94 team because that guru of go. That guy's going to actually sit down and figure some things out that's going to neutralize everything that that 2011 team is going to do. Yeah, Think so, huh? So, so if, if the 94 oh, team, man. if the 94 team played the 2011 team in a seven game series, what's your outcome? 
2011, and they win the 94 six. I'm gonna go break the tie, and I'm gonna probably go. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with 11 and six. 11 look and at six. The, yeah, 11 and six. Look at the team that beat the 94. Look at the Knicks that beat the 94 Bulls. Look mm-hmm. at how they were built, and look at the team that the 2011 team lost to against the Heat. You know what I'm saying? That level of athleticism is way different. The Knicks, they're going to beat you up. That's how the NBA was back in the 90s and 80s. They're going to beat you up, and they're going to wear you down, as opposed to the 2011 team. They're going to finesse you. They're going to score. They're going to play defense. But it just seems like with the with the way that Bulls team was constructed, they weren't as defensive-minded because they, you know, outside of George, I mean, outside of Pippen and maybe Horace Grant, who's your big man? You're going to trust Bill Cartwright to guard, you know, to guard. Carlos Boozer, but outside the paint. Look at it. Look, look at everything you just said. And I'm going to tell you what the major difference is. That 2011 team was little boys compared to the 94 team playing against grown men. And we all can see the difference between, let's say, a rookie player that's a stud. I mean, off the chart stud, LeBron James or any rookie of the year. And then they get in on that floor and play against a veteran. The tables turn very quickly. We see it with Chris Paul nowadays. Chris Paul is not the fastest player. He don't have any athletic advantage whatsoever. But every time he gets on that floor, he dominates. He moves at his exact speed he wants to. Nobody can speed him up or slow him down. And that's exactly what that 9014 would do to those young boys on the 2011 team. But your starting but, point guard on that team is, is B.J. Armstrong against Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is blowing past anybody in that time or in the present if he's healthy. Then you got Scotty Guard. Y'all keep, you know, you keep saying Phil Jackson, and I'm with you on that one, but he got out coached by, you know, he got out coached by Pat Riley. I mean, Pat Riley ain't nothing to sneeze at, though. And exactly. And, you know, Pat Riley, you know, he's still. I I would say this Can, Can you name any time that a Phil Jackson team has lost due to one player? On an opposite team, like one player just dominated and and knocked off a Phil Jackson team. It never goes down like that. Well, yeah, because he already got the – he got, like, the greatest players of all time on the same Exactly. I mean, it's – Isn't that? Scotty Pippen is the 50 greatest player, one of the 50 greatest. I can see Scotty Pippen guarding Derrick Rose instead of B.J. Armstrong. They're going to have to. That's what they had to do with LeBron. That's what they yeah, had to do with LeBron exactly. in that series. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I was gonna say. So Look what it took be... to beat Rose. Right. Yeah, three like Hall of Famers. Right. Basically right. to beat Rose. Right. And you know, if you look at if you look at that Miami team from 2011, and you look at that Knicks team from 94, they was basically similar. So the Knicks was 57-25 that year. Miami was 58-24. You know, um, so it's like both Bulls teams had to go through a gauntlet of the East in a sense. Well, no, I take that back. They both ran into juggernauts in a sense because, like uh, Sam said earlier, you know, um, New York wasn't nothing to sneeze at. Like, if you ask me, I feel I really feel like New York should have um, won one of those years in Mike's absence. Uh, Pat tweaked, you know what I'm saying? I really feel like Pat should have yeah, got his ring. You said what? I was going to say the, the, the year the Knicks had a chance to win the championship, nobody was beating Hakeem. And you definitely want coming out right, the East no the sense. second year 
because you got to go through Shaq and Penny. You got to go through the Davis boys and, and Reggie Miller and, and the, no, it wasn't happening for them. They missed their one. That window closed very quickly. That's what I'm saying. But the, it, the window was, was there, a though. Different problem. You said what? I said Hakeem was a different problem. He was. He was determined that year. But it was a very small window. That was one of the windows that um, that are in the houses in Markham that crank open that you can't really <laughs> climb in. It was one of those windows. That was a Markham window. It wasn't a Felco window. Damn. Yeah, that, 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 that's a tight ass window. <laughs> that would do tight as hell right there. All right, so, so let me ask you this, Greg. Let me ask you this. So, all right, you, you made a good point earlier. You said, you know, with Mike gone, the 94 team, it kind of like it really wasn't too much pressure because people really weren't expecting him to do what they did. You know, um, yeah. what, what, do you, what do you think fueled Pippen during that year? And, you know, especially after seeing, you know, the last dance, right, and, like, the whole issue with his contract and all of that, like, what do you think fueled him in that 94 season for him to rise to the occasion and above some? Because, like, he almost got him there. Like, yeah, they lost in the semifinals. Yeah. But, you know, they took the Knicks to seven games. You know, the highlight of that season was when he, you know, nuts all in Pat's face, you know, yeah, told okay. Spike Lee to shut his ass up and sit down. What, the greatest what pushed, dunk of all time. Right, right. I agree. Greatest in-game dunk of all time. What pushed Pippen to that point, in your opinion? To me, it was all about he had that opportunity to be the guy, to be the man. And as you see now, that's that's one of his biggest issues still to this day, that opportunity to be the man. So when Mike left, he was sad. He was upset, kind of frustrated about it because we saw that on the last dance. But he was excited and he kind of took on the challenge to be the man, to kind of have his own team, everything run around, run through him and everything like that. So that's what pushed him, just to be the man and to, and to almost try to win the championship without Mike would have probably been the biggest accomplishment for him oh, to man. this day. Man. He probably wouldn't even that 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 ring, that one ring probably would have meant more to him, more to him than any other ring he, he had. Oh absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can tell now. You can tell now by the way he act. It's it's clear as day. It's clear as day. So yeah, it was just the fact that he was able to be the man and you know he can kind of show that he can do this without Mike. That's what pushed him. Mm-hmm. And do you think that season like elevated his status as one of the greatest players? Hell, hell yeah, mm-hmm. hell yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We we knew he was good before then, right? We knew we knew Pip had it. We knew he was all around. It was it was nothing he couldn't really do, but we didn't know like, well, can Pip kind of lead us? Can he can he take us to a certain point? You know, how far can he get? Us? But but this year, that year, he kind of kind of showed it. Go ahead, Corey. So my, my counter to that would be it didn't do that. It just further reinforced that Pippen can't do it without Mike, especially as it went down to crunch time and different things happened and someone decided to just sit by the sideline and not check in and do these different things and then you lose to the t- same team that you were beating when Jordan was there. I tell people all the time, like, you become great during the regular season, but you become legendary in the postseason. And when you don't make it over that hump in the postseason, especially after Mike has left, and you're supposed to be, we can do this without Mike, it just reinforced it that without Michael Jordan, you can't make it over the hill. Uh, that's deep. That's, that's deep. 
That's deep. <laughs> I mean, yeah. shit, I mean, you know, catch 22, I guess both could be true. Both uh statements could be true. Um, because like that Nick series, man, like look, I remember I had watched the whole series, like well, not I, I remember watching it, you know, when we was younger, but like I watched it again as an adult, like on YouTube, the whole series. I'm like, damn, like it was like a million fouls in the series, Joe. You know what I'm saying? And it was a different like, time back then. Yeah, it was a different time. And you know, I like it, you it know, but you know, it it was a bruiser, bro. Like it was a bruiser, and like that same Knicks team. So that that same Knicks team, I think they had, I think they had broke a record or something because they had played the most game sevens in the postseason up until that point. Because they went, and they I was went, say, they went seven with the Bulls. They yeah, went seven uh in the Easter Conference Finals, and they went seven in the finals against Hakeem. I was actually going to bring that part up with the Bulls and with the with that ninety four team. They took the Eastern Conference champs to seven games, seven without Jordan. So you know, and this is with a totally different team. You know, you give Scott, you got to give Scotty his credit for that alone. You know, you have a totally different roster. You don't have Jordan. You know, your replacement for Jordan is. Fucking Jojo English. Jojo you know English. I'm, Jojo English. Jojo. You know what I'm saying? Getting slung in the bleachers by uh by Derek Harper. I ain't forget. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but saying all that to say consider that the biggest smack in the face though is that prior to Mike departing, like the Knicks looked at the Bulls as like the big bullies. Oh my God. Almost like the way that the Bulls looked at Detroit. The Pistons. And the Bulls were that to New York. And when he leaves, Scotty couldn't keep that up. Because he wasn't built like that. Black Jesus wasn't with him. Scotty wasn't built like that. Scotty needed to be carried when he was young playing against the Pistons. When Dennis Rodman was whooping his tail. Scotty not built like that. Man. Not at all. And that's why I was reinforced that, hey, you're going to be a Robin forever. Damn. But it's nothing but, uh, wrong with being a he Robin. Ain't lie. Don't be. It ain't nothing wrong with being a Robin. A Robin was one of my favorite characters. He was a cool dude. There ain't nothing wrong with being a Robin. I'd much rather be a Robin than a damn Joker. Hey, the Joker killed Robin, though. Loki. Hey, <laughs> hey but, so, but like, well, if you, you know, want to be technical, so did the Knicks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the Knicks was like the Joker. And, you know, Patrick Ewan kind of looked like yeah. his ass with that long face. You know what I'm saying? And look, Scotty though, you know, he was he was all-star game win. MVP. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he he shined amongst the league's best that year. You feel me? You know, he shined and he got a video game. And he got a video game. And he won the last game in Chicago Stadium. The last game in Chicago Stadium was a W because of him. That was the game when he poked on Ewing. You know what I'm saying? That was the last game in the old Chicago Stadium. That. A lot of people don't, but they know uh-uh. now. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't remember that. <laughs> they know now, know that. you know what I'm saying? But you know, all right, so yeah. all right, so let, let, let's shift gears real quick. So we going from Robin in 94, who basically filled in for you know Superman while Superman was gone playing piggy, right? So now let's go into the future, you know, because like the Bulls had some tough fucking years in the 2000s. We ain't gonna talk about it. All right, we're just gonna skip over oh. all that shit. We're gonna skip over all that, you know. So then you know. AO was just drafted by the Bulls this past summer, Morgan Park alum. But before that, we had the Simeon alum taking first in 08. You know, it's kind of like 
Jesus loves us. Jesus, Jesus. Like, he got game. You know what I'm saying? Like, Derrick Rose wins rookie of the year. It's like they got better and better, to Sam's point earlier. It's like that team was already kind of jailed together in a sense. And then, like Greg said, Derrick Rose said the famous line, why not me be MVP? Corey, what pushed Derrick Rose that year? Because it's like, I can't even say he was he was um in his prime because he never reached his prime. You feel me? But that year, though, we ain't seen nothing like that in NBA up until that point. And even now, we don't see it as much. Like, yeah, it's a lot of athletic guards now. Don't get me wrong. You got John Morant. Russ still doing his thing. But it's like Derrick Rose laid the groundwork for all of that. What, what do you think pushed him in that 2011 season to go berserk like that? I would say two things. And the second one is funny, but I also feel it's very true. The number one thing that I believe pushed Derrick Rose is Derrick Rose was from the city of Chicago. He got drafted, number one, like he said. He literally had the entire city of Chicago on his back. And in Derrick Rose's head, if it's going to be on my back, I'm going to show you guys that I can carry this weight. And that's exactly what he went out there and did. He put the city on his back, loaded up, and went out there and took care of business. The second thing that helped push him was Reggie Rose. If any of y'all went to Bulls games during that time, Reggie was always front and center underneath the basket, courtside or somewhere else, talking more mess and more trash and talking more for Derrick Rose and Derrick Rose was talking for himself. Derrick Rose said, I got to put on for my city. And he showed up and he showed out. And that's exactly why I feel like they gave him that MVP. Because I agree with Sam. It definitely was stolen from LeBron, but they gave it to Derrick Rose. Did they stole it from LeBron? No. Go ahead, Greg. Go ahead. Go ahead. This, this, okay. Greg well, this has to happen. Greg has to this, this is what happened. So I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna kind of play into what y'all are saying. Now, okay, Derrick Rose didn't no, they didn't steal that MVP from LeBron. What happened is LeBron, I think he won two MVPs, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, up until that point. So he went to Miami. So everybody was mad at him. The media, everybody, they hated how he did the whole presentation or whatever, right? Because, you know, basically the MVP votes, it's, it's media-driven. You got some fans involved, but it's really media votes. LeBron kind of basically lost that MVP for himself once he went to Miami. He wasn't going to get that MVP that year, okay? But, but, Derrick Rose and the Bulls made it, such an easier decision for Derek to get that MVP that year. They, you know, they came on the scene. They had the best record in the league, 62 and 20. He was playing out of his ass, all NBA. You know, he he took over. He he showed that he can run the, you know, make his whole team better and get them up to this to this point, almost to get into the finals, but they didn't get there. But he pushed them to a whole nother level. You put LeBron on the heat, he got Chris Bosch. He got Dwayne Wade. He basically got a whole team created for him. Derrick Rose, you got Derrick Rose, Lou Aldane, Carlos Boozer when he came back from injury, Joe Kim Noah, that all he could do was rebound. Man, that's, defense, all, that, that's and, all that boy can and do. That, <laughs> and that's okay. And that's okay. We love, I love him to death. I Me love too. him to death. But that whole team was Derrick Rose. He played 81 games that year, 62 and 20. No load management. No low management, 62 and 20. 
all the commercials, everything. That was him. I would, I don't like when yeah. people say they stole the MVP from LeBron. Nah, Derrick Rose took the MVP. Oh, he took it. If LeBron wanted the MVP, he should have averaged 35, 10, and 12. Yeah, because they would have had to that. give it to him if he did. If he had those numbers, they would have had to give it to him. Yeah, but Rose took it. He took it. I think every point that Greg just said about LeBron being the villain is the very reason why he couldn't get that MVP. Yeah. With that villain casted on him, it's no way the league and every single writer in the league who ultimately votes is like, this guy left his team high and dry. We got to give it to somebody else. That's just how the media works. But I'm going to tell y'all now, both of y'all, y'all made great points, but y'all sound like some homers. I'm a really kind of, y'all sound like homers and I'm okay with that. (laughs) Listen, I'm good with that because I feel y'all, you know, as far as what Corey said about, you know, D-Rose putting the city on his back and having his brother, you know, as his number one supporter. And, you know, what my man, you know, Greg just said in regards to the whole, um, you know, his, you know, his point. But one thing we got to remember is that was the year he played. That was the first time he played with Team USA. So now you're around your peers. You know, you against, you playing with top tier guys and you're watching them. So now you got you got this confidence coming back into the next season because you didn't play against James Harden for two, three weeks out of the summer. Every day, you didn't pro- you didn't play with Russell Westbrook. You didn't play with all the top guys. So now you learning your game. Your game is getting better, and it's like they say, iron sharpens iron. Derrick Rose was no scrub prior to that, and all that shit Absolutely did was not. make him way better. Because now you think about with Jordan when he when he was saying in a, you know in the last dance about him playing with Team USA, he got a chance to watch all these guys and see how they work and see their work ethic. These are the guys he's playing against 82 games out the year. Derrick Rose had that same opportunity. He went from being an all-star reserve to being an all-star starter, all in that one year's time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then he goes and wins the MVP. You, you say what? I agree with everything you just said. Appreciate it. I mean, and that's, and, and that, and, but no, seriously though, like that's, but that's like, look at what, okay. And if you want to go present day, let's look at Zach Levine. Zach Levine getting ready to get paid by somebody. The Bulls. You oh, can God. call him overrated, overrated all you want. He ain't you, never overrated. You can call him overrated, but you're going to call him paid. Hey, Sam, now, let me ask you this one question. This is what I'm going to tell you that's going to ultimately determine what Zach gets paid and how I look at him. It's one thing to be the guy on a trash team. It's another thing to be that dude on a team that actually wins. I so agree. I'm with you. This year. Let's see what he does. They're they going to they do something this year. They're going to do something this year. They have no but, but look, but if year. they But he got to take a back seat. He can't get all those shots that he's been getting. He's still going to be the leading scorer, bro. I don't think he Corey. has to. Question for you, Corey. What what yes, does he? Sir. Here's a question for you because I have an argument with one of my guys with, about Zach Levine every day Uh-oh. for like a year now. Okay. Every day. So so tell me what will make you feel better about him? What does he have to do this year I for you to be like? For you. Okay. 
he he has to do that within the offense and not be the offense because every year mm. that we've seen these monster numbers, he was the offense. He had no so choice but to be though. Comes down, the only thing that's on his mind is how am I going to score this basketball and no one else is going to stop me from doing it. Now when you have other guys well, around you score. and that ball has to move, let's see what you do within an offense. And that's well, why I said you can be a big dog on a team with nobody else there, but let's see if you can be that same big dog now that you got other dogs in the yard with you. You're talking efficiency. Dogs, not, not just efficiency, but just the elaborate numbers as well. I don't think his numbers are going to look like that. It's yeah, but they're, but they're not. They shouldn't, though. Yeah, they they yeah. Let's look at let's look at from this standpoint. Before Zach got caught, and before he caught COVID, the Bulls were actually in fifth place in the yes, East. They were. They were. And then they he were. got sick. Yeah. So if he's not so if he's not robbed, of, if he's not robbed of his health, and he plays most of those games down the stretch, they're making the playoffs. They're not even going to the play-in. They're in the playoffs. We're not I mean, having this conversation. All right, so look, check this here's out. My though. only thing against that. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead, Twiz. My fault. No, 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 no. What was you gonna say? I was gonna say we say that about the Bulls being in fifth place, but we also have to take into consideration that the rest of the teams in the East didn't turn up until late either. And when those other teams started turning up, it was gonna be different. Yeah, but Zach was out there hooping, though, bro. So, look, here's the thing. I think yeah. Zach is one of the best scores we had in the Bulls organization. Um, and, yeah, you know, if you look if you look at Zach's story, though, so, look, like you said, Zach was the offense, right? Because he had no choice but to be the offense. If you look at that story, it's the same damn story in Bulls history. Mike was the yeah. offense. Derrick Rose was the offense. Look, Derrick Rose, when he won MVP that year, he only averaged 25, bro. And he was the offense. Mm-hmm. How you average at 25, which, you know, it, it ain't nothing I've seen. It ain't no James Harden numbers, no Russ numbers, no Bron numbers. How you only average at 25, you the offense for a team, and y'all got the top record in the whole league? Because they played defense, bro. Bam, bam. That's amazing. And Derrick Rose got his buckets within the game. Every time we see Zach Levine going off on one of those amazing nights, I'm not going to put it past him and say he's not amazing, but every time we see it, we saw four guys in the same jersey, like his, standing around watching him. Yeah, but that's the game now. You didn't see as a whole, I think, though. You feel me? Like, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I just feel like that's not even a Zach or a Bulls problem. I think that's a basketball problem now. You know, yeah. you look it's at every, any level, you just looking teams. at guys. You look at guys just standing around. But like the things Derrick Rose those did, are bad teams. the the things that Derrick Rose did that year. Was amazing. I didn't like think about it. Like a lot of his points was in the paint too. Hell yeah, dunking like, on everybody. Dunking on everybody. It wasn't like he was pulling up. You know, Steph Curry, Trey Young. You know, a lot of his stuff was drives to the basket, cutting because that was his game. That was his game within the offense. That was all within that offense, and that's that good. Had. Right, and we don't see that from who. I mean, that, yeah, but we ain't even talk about him no that, more. <laughs> well, listen, though, I mean, when, you, when you look at the Bulls and you look at that 2011 team with the Bulls, 
they're going to beat you because all they have to do is score 90 points because they're going to hold you to yeah. like 80, 85. Right. So those 25 points that's coming from Derrick Rose and on a real good night, he going to go for 40. You going up against a team like the Magic who got Dwight Howard at that time and you taking him away, you know, you taking a lot of the offense away from that team who's not already an offensive juggernaut. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is, is go out and score 90 points a game. Is that what made that playoff series between the Heat and the Bulls so great? I believe they were both, what, two top five teams? Yeah. Yeah, I think Bulls was number one. Heat was like number three or something, I believe. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, and that's exactly – that's that's my point. And all those games was decided by single digits. Yeah, except for the first one when we blew them out. The first one we blew them out, yeah. And then, But see, it showed, though. In that series, it showed why – Again, the same story, right? So Levine didn't even make the playoffs or whatever, right? Mike was getting blasted in his early years. It showed why one person can't do it all. Because when they was keying on Rose and you knew Rose was the office, who do you turn to? Keith Bogan. Keith fucking Bogan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bogans, bro. Like, nah, hey, look, we're going to get Brian Scalabrini, dog. Scal, Scal. Gee, and then, like, White I think Mamba. Corbin was no. like off that series. All that money we paid Carlos Corbin was off. And Corbin he was on was fire off. the whole year. Like, I think that Atlanta series, he was lighting their ass up. We go play Miami. This dude couldn't hit a rock in Lake Michigan, bro. Like, oh my God. I was so mad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was bad. It was pretty bad. It was bad. That's, that's, that's what a good defense does, though, right? It and is. Just, and better players. And better players. It is. Because, you yep. know, Miami had three of the top five in the league against the MVP. And that's all you got is the MVP. And, and, and the MVP wasn't even a shooter. He was a slasher. Nope. And that, <laughs> yeah. this, this goes back to what I said earlier about why you can be great during a regular season, but you become legendary in a postseason. Mm-hmm. Because now as a team and as a coach and everybody else, I'm cluing in on the same team for a guaranteed four games in a row. Mm. I don't have to think about anybody else. Every scheme that I come up with, every play that we draw up, every defense is all keyed in on whatever that team does best. In most cases, as a coach, I tell you, the best player on the team, he's going to get his, but we're going to try to shut down everybody else around him. You can't stop him. You can only contain and and they contain Rose. They they figured out how to contain Rose. Just put Braun big ass on them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Enforce 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 everybody else to beat you. And just just put Braun big ass on. Them. And you know, it is like so. It is kind of like goes back to like when we said who would win between '94 and 2011. You you would think that's exactly what '94 would do. They would just put Pippen big ass on them. Yeah, Probably. but that but the Bulls weren't at the outside it of Pippen. Beat. Who's scoring? Where your scoring coming from? Yeah. It's not coming from Horace Grant. It's definitely not coming from BJ Armstrong. BJ, you gonna go <laughs> and you gonna put you gonna get a ball to you know Will Purdue or Bill Cartwright in the oh, post. Oh my God, G. Will you Perdue. know what I'm saying? Don't you better hope that look, you got to bring Tony in. Physical. Um, who, who's going out physical that '94 team on a 2011 team? Boozer was physical though. Boozer, yeah. Joe Kim Noah. Was Joe Kim. You got we Ronnie Brewer. Overpaid for Boozer. But he was physical. Oh, he just like we would look. I look, I was I would say this. When we went from Boozer to the Gasol, we actually got softer. Yeah. We got softer well, in the paint when we went know. from Boozer to Gasol. To Gasol. I, I believe I don't it. Think oh, yeah. We, we got, we got softer. When you when you really look at how Boozer was playing, 
when the Bulls looked good winning, Boozer was playing down in the paint. It wasn't until he thought he had a mid-range oh, and that bogus-ass Beijing he, that he, he was thought he was killing doing me his with thing. That. He was Ooh. killing me with that, man. That rainbow-ass shot. And y'all that remember we had the shot. Beijing on his head, though? Yes. We'll, we'll never forget. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, we we, rem- we definitely remember that. And you know, the crazy thing is, so like I said, both teams, 94 and 2011, lost to, you know, a team that eventually won the Eastern Conference Finals, and they went to the finals and lost to a team from Texas. So Houston in 94, Dallas in 2011. But if you look at both of those teams, their best player was a big. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you They're, really consider Dirk Nowitzki a big? He's definitely a big. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely Absolutely. a big. Don't, don't put no shame on that man name. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just thinking because if you consider him a big, then you got to consider Kevin Durant a big, and they play the same way. As a matter of fact, Kevin Durant is just a more advanced, polished version of Dirk. But I wouldn't hey, consider him a big man. In. Dirk always played inside out. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. they had a big man. Their big man was Tyson Chandler. You know what I'm saying? So that's but, why I'm saying, can you really say that Dirk was a big man? Because in that case, Chris Bosh isn't technically a big man. They play. These are perimeter guys who are set. Just so happen to be seven feet. Chris Bosh was a big in Toronto. He in Toronto he Toronto was when he went to Miami. So he played that way because of LeBron James leading that lane to the basket. Yeah, LeBron exactly. just dictated everything. It's like, get out the hell, get he the really hell out the does. way. <laughs> he really does. Like, get get out the way. Like, the only person who still played their game was Wade. You know, Wade. You know, his game didn't change. You feel me? Nope. Um. But yeah, you know, the Heatles, they were some villains, man. They were some villains. But you know, I, I stand by this. You know, everything is hypothetical. This whole episode is hypothetical, right? 94 Pip and 2011 Rose. I truly believe 2012, we would have beat them. I, I, I truly believe oh, yeah. that. I truly believe yeah, that. Yeah, we were going to win. I, I believe we're gonna it. Win that year. Like, it was, it was in the bag. Rose still was being Rose. You feel me? You got a shortened season, all that, but he was still doing Rose-like things. And then Judgment Day came. And what a time to be alive! Though. That that twenty that twenty twelve season, the twenty eleven season was the window for the Bulls, just like you guys spoke about earlier. That market because when twenty twelve, when twenty twelve rolled around, that Heat team was locked in. Y'all don't remember what the Heat team did in twenty eleven when they lost like their first fifteen something games out of oh yeah twenty two or something crazy like that. Then they rolled off like. 20- they rolled off a long winning yeah. streak, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they was going crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> they was going crazy. They was going crazy. Like, just winning. Like, niggas wasn't even sniffing a loss. Like, just winning, bro. But I still feel like the Bulls was there, though, bro. Like, I feel like the window was still cracked in 2012. And then it shut close. It, it was shut closed when Rose went down. And, you know, I cried. Oh, yeah. Well, I ain't really cried, but I cried on this up, side. Uh, they scooped up Riff Hamilton that year, too. Ah, oh, mass yeah. rip. Hey, do you guys know what um, is another good point? When we talk about these Bulls teams, when we look at each team where we were super competitive, we always had an amazing coach behind that bench. Mm-hmm. And once again, enough credit does not go to coaches because Tibbs was the man. Now, will he work you like a Hebrew slave? Yeah, that's true. In we the book of Exodus. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, 
He <laughs> makes sure he gets every single ounce of talent and hard work out of every player on his team. Yeah, he never had a losing season with the Brewers. Never. Never had a losing nope. season. And if never it had wasn't a for season. our janky front office, <sighs> I see the Bulls organization being exactly what San Antonio is, perennial winners. That's real talk. That's real talk. That's real talk because the Bulls have – look, man. You take Mike, because, you know, Mike ain't in an equation for these seasons. You take Mike out the equation for the Bulls organization, we trash, boy. We trash. Oh, we yeah. We We're shit. the Clippers. We We're ain't Clippers. shit. We are trash. We really got blessed with Mike, bro, because we trash. Like, the Bulls organization has, has had more bad than good. Far more bad. Like like I said earlier, those 2006, man, look, it was bad. Yeah. They shouldn't have Mike. This is, Portland should have picked Mike. They should have picked Mike. Nah, they wasn't gonna pick Mike because they weren't gonna pick him and have him play with Clyde Drexler. That wasn't happening. They picked who they Portland needed. Was, get get Clyde the fuck out of here. You say what? Get Clyde the fuck out of here. He said Portland got a history of bad picks though. But Clyde wasn't a bad pick. He he was like everybody else. Let's see. Portland made the finals twice. Not Clyde. When we look at Portland, I'm talking no, he about Bowie and even right. the, the Greg Oden pick, remember? They came yeah. Back KD. But who, but did we really think that Greg Oden was going to be a bust like that? He got, and, and, and really and truly, he wasn't bad. He just, what, his body just failed him. What college he went to? He went to Ohio question. State, of yeah, course. Here's, here's my answer <laughs> for you. Even when he was in high school and a seven footer, that man only averaged 14 points a game. And you mean to tell me that we thought he was going to do something at the NBA level? But and let's also face Ohio but, State. But let's also think about this too. There's two lost to Joe Cam Noah at Florida. Yeah, but they were juniors. <laughs> they were super juniors. But let's talk about this saying. high school thing with Greg Oden. Greg Oden's Greg Oden's yeah. teammate in high school was Mike Conley, who was right there next yeah. to him in Ohio State and was a top five yeah. pick. And a lot of those games were blowouts. So why would you play him in the fourth quarter? Let's Can not. I let's. Question. If you're a seven-footer and you have a, a number one or number two guard in the country, I think it would be very easy for you to get more than seven baskets a game. I agree. Quarter. I agree. I hope but, so. But let's, let's, <laughs> you don't know what, we don't know what the offense was like. Look, I'm not saying that, you know, Greg <laughs> Oden was supposed to be the truth because all along I was a Kevin Durant fan from jump. Been one since I seen yep. him in high school. Man, nasty. But, nasty. But Greg Oden was not something to sneeze at. I watched the kid play in the AAU tournament back when we were Let juniors in high school. Question. I firmly believe that, yes, he was not anything to sneeze at. But in my eyes, he was not a top five pick that year. Well, then none of these guys are really top five picks when you think about it because a lot of these guys are drafted off of upside. Every time you watch the NBA draft, what do they say? Upside, upside, upside. You know, Derrick Rose went number one, and we saw how that panned out. But who went number two behind him? Mike Beasley. What Mike bees. Beasley at? <laughs> Mike, bees. Beas Mike Beasley league. trying to get picked yeah, up in summer league. Portland. And pe people Portland really tried to people really tried to say Mike Beasley should have went really number one. Wish. I can't believe that shit, man. Like hell no. Nah, look, Derrick Rose, Rose was on this call right now. Rose was the was man from training. Rose was the man from the beginning from his junior year. You know what I'm saying? He was the man. Rose beat John Shire. You feel me? And we know who John Shire is. We know what he did. 
finna be the next oh, coach at Duke probably. Punk at Duke. Punk you know what I'm saying? Like Rose but going then, crazy. Wait, hold on. Excuse me. Excuse me, Twiz. Did I, I, I thought I heard some Duke disrespect on this on this Pro, Yeah, you heard Actually, it. I kind of, you know what? You don't hear Duke <laughs> disrespect anymore because you know what? They recruit Chicago. They, they do. Sean Dockery. Sean Dockery, you know. Ugh. Let's go further than that. Phil Henderson, he's from Crete. True, true. His class of 84 or something. True. I mean, you know, North everybody recruits Chicago except Chicago, except Illinois. You know Jamaica. what I'm saying? Like, let's oh, because we don't have anything. Let's just be real, man. Everybody, like, you know, the Shannon Brown going to Michigan State. You know, you got Bobby Frazier going to North Carolina. You know, you know, it's just, it's wild, man. But, okay, if you want to talk, I think that needs to be a, a different episode. Yeah, That needs yeah, to be a different yeah. episode. I got a question. I got a question, though. So, look, we just said, you know, how the Bulls organization was trash, right? So, we can say, arguably, 94 Pippen, 2011 Rose was, like, two of the greatest seasons in Bulls history outside of Michael Jordan, right? Now, Give me your all-time starting five for the Bulls. And this includes this includes the new guys we got coming in and even played in the Bulls jersey yet. So Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, you know, all of them, right? Give me your all-time starting five Bulls right now. You can start, Grit. Rose at the point. Facts. Jordan, that. Pippen. I'm going to go ahead and throw Noah at the five. And at the four, man, I, I kind of want to say, uh, I kind of want to go with Horace Grant. Really? At the, yeah. He said, he said really? <laughs> I mean, unless you want to go with Bob Love. But on, Mr. Bob Love, very Rodman. nice guy. Very nice guy. You know. Gotta go, Dennis Rodman. You just gotta go. I forgot, Rodman. About, I forgot about Dennis. But, no! but, but would you say, even if you said Elton Brand before Horace Grant, I can go with that. Elton nah, Brand. I guess I guess I was thinking about tenure when I was nah. when I was thinking about the four, but I guess if you want to go that route, I probably would go Elton Brand mm. if I'm making the starting five. Okay, who your six man? Six man could be Dennis. Dennis would come off the bench with the energy. Lonzo, I Ben Gordon. I mean, ben not Lonzo, Gordon. but Zach. Zach no, ben too. Gordon? Yeah, Ben Gordon. Okay. All right. All right, yeah, we get you into the benches. a nice little team. Yeah, nice, nice little, little yeah, yeah. You know, we decent. We ain't fucking with the Lakers, but we decent, though. Um, and, and look, and, and before you uh, go past me, when it's all said and done, Zach going to have a lot of those scoring records on the Bulls. Just going to put that out there. Because Michael Jordan's scoring records, points per game, has still never been beaten. If Mike played many more games instead of retiring, his numbers will be off the charts. Well, we'll never know. This is true. You know what's crazy, though? When you really think about these Bulls teams back in the 90s, nobody ever talks about Luke Longley and his impact. Yeah, he was a nice, he was a nice, solid big man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just really don't think Luke gets his credit because he was so quiet. You know what I'm saying? But he made it, you know, he was the, he was the engine of that, you know, of the, of the front court. So is he in your starting five? No, nah, he's not in my starting five. Yeah, nah. I liked him. Who your starting five? Nobody cares about the plumber until your pipes break. <laughs> you, this is, but you know what? It's always good to have one. Look, but it's always good to have one available. Oh my god! I agree. And Luke Longley is that plumber, and we don't care about him until the pipes break. 
And them listen, boy, you still fool. Hey, boy, hey fool. Mike talks about how some of them pipes bust when um in that little interview when he talked about how he finished with the same stat line in the first quarter at the end of the game and they end up losing. He, um, he had a whole wild. documentary on YouTube. Yeah, I see. I, I saw that. I saw that. Well, I ain't see it, but I I, I saw a, I heard about it. You know, but I haven't seen it. Sam, who in your starting five? Derrick Rose at the point, Jordan at the two, Pip at the three. I'm going Rodman at the four, and I'm gonna probably go with Joe Kim Noah at the five. Mm. And then if I had to pick a six man, I'm probably going with. Huh, that part. I might have to go with uh I need to go with Luau Dang. Okay. Ah, you took mine. Yeah, I mean you, you have Lou, a man. I like that. We we know you who your six like man that. gonna be, Corey's, but it's cool. We still gotta see who your five gonna be. Um so I, I got the same exact starting five as Sam, except at center, I'm going with Tyson Chandler. I can't go with Tyson Chandler, and I like them. He wasn't to Tyson Chandler that if he was an Olympic Tyson Chandler, hell yeah, his numbers would be in the Raptors. But so check this out. This is what it what I what I see in Tyson Chandler is that every team he went to, he rebounded and protected the rim. Great. When I'm building my starting five. I don't need him to do anything else but that. And we all know that Tyson Chandler is going to pay the, play the pick and roll 10 oh. times better than Noah. Chris Paul showed Okay, well, then can I, change my, can I change my bench player then? Who's, who's your I'm going to go with Jamal Crawford then. I'm going to go okay. pick Jamal Crawford. All right, Jamal Crossover. Okay. Okay. All right, let me get y'all my five real quick. So I got Hold on. D-Roll. Let me oh, change my, my bench player too then. Okay. Please. Okay. I, forget Luau. Give me Ron Artest. Gee, the Bulls had a lot of motherfuckers <laughs> that was like yeah. ass when Low they played key. for them, but then they became superstars later on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Too many. <laughs> Too many. Ain't nobody say Marcus Pfizer, though. <laughs> that yeah, motherfucker's man, still drunk it. somewhere. That's why. He a hey, big about the only thing great about Marcus Pfizer is his back. That guy had the <laughs> biggest back I've ever seen. <laughs> Get that silver that back. Head. Remember, that we head. talked. Remember, we talked about upside. Yeah, he was definitely an upside guy, and his college coach was Tim Floyd. From Purdue. Makes all sense right there. Who was the worst coach in NBA history? Fucking terrible. Ass. Wow. Um, so you got to give me Derrick Rose, Jordan, Pip, Rodman, and honestly, I'll probably go uh, Noah at the five. Um, My sixth man, though, and none of y'all said it, I got to go with Captain Kirk. You gotta give me Captain Kirk. You on your own with that one, Chandler. You gotta give me Captain yeah, Kirk. Nope, nope. Captain Kirk there. But look though, my my bench is deep though. I got Zach. You feel me? I got. You hope that your I got Ben Gordon. To play Kirk. I got um <laughs> Horace. You feel me? My bench is deep. But nah, you know, real talk though. I think I think I think Kirk Heinrich don't get the love he deserved though. He was solid for a lot of years. You feel I, I, me? I agree. He was solid he was for a lot of years. Second best point guard of all time. In Bulls history, Captain uh, Captain huh? Kirk. Yeah, Captain Kirk. He He's the second best point guard. Who better? BJ. BJ. Oh, don't you say BJ? <laughs> he He's say not better. BJ. I'll take look. I'll take John Paxson. Rusty Larue. No, you will not. Rusty Larue. I'll take 
This man said Rusty LaRue. I'm gonna give you stop, one. Stop. Calvin Booth. How about that? Oh, oh my god. Yeah, okay. We we just, we just throwing shit out there now. Okay. <laughs> what about hold on? What about Randy Brown? We gotta put Oh my man. Oh my god, nah. Hey, he didn't care if he sat next to Jesus himself. Gee, Randy Brown. Ron, Ma- Ron Mercer. Look at look at every championship. Ron Mercer is disqualified because Jordan blasted his shit and palmed it off the backboard. Randy Brown Ooh, always man. trying to steal the ball from Mike. You ain't did shit, man. Leave that ball alone. <laughs> That's the nigga that got an A on the pro. Hey, he got an A on the team project and then do no work. Boy, was ass. Hey, I got Randy Brown's autograph at a car dealership one year. Damn. That that did cost a lot. Yeah, you probably can't even play a lottery ticket with that motherfucker. He was right around the way, man. I used to hoop at his crib. He used to say right there in Madison. Him and Jamal Crawford right over there by uh, over there where R. Kelly used to live at. Randy Brown ass. Oh, man. You was around all the um, people you didn't need to be around. (laughs) (laughs) That's um, that's a troublesome lineup right there back in the day. Yeah. Greg Greg didn't know if he was coming or going. <laughs> Damn. If we look at every guy that's the man in the league today, at a point in time, Derrick Rose was better than every single one of them, and it was no question. That's a fact. From Westbrook, James Harden, KD, or anyone else you want to name, Derrick Rose was the hands-down favorite, not even a question, better than every one of those guys. Yeah, and, I can, Rose. and I'm going to take it a step further, Corey. I'm going to take it a step further. A lot of the guys as top dogs in the league now were in his draft class, and that draft class is probably top three of all time, next to 84 oh, yeah, and 96. That, mm. eight, that 08 draft, and that's 03. the one that had Whoa. Westbrook, Kevin Love, O.J. Mayo. And if you really, and if they came out with their class, that's Blake Griffin, that's James Harden. So his gra- high school graduating class is dope. Yeah. And he's the best. 84, he was the best. 96, 03. And yeah, 03. Rose draft. Yeah. And, they, and all the players, the top players now, still pay homage to him. They still. That's you don't have Russell Westbrook without Derrick Rose, bro. Like, you and don't remember, have they used to train together. They used yeah, to train yeah. yeah, him and Kevin like Love. All the they they know they know the truth. They and that's they still know all the time. And look and look, it's you know how Bron. Now go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say it's one thing for you to get kudos from fans or journalists, but it's another thing when the players talk about you Facts. because they step foot in that battle arena and they know who the real warriors are. And you know how Bron mm-hmm. loves that chase down block. Rose was doing that. A lot. Whoa. Whoa. Rose was chasing people down on fast breaks and swatting they shit. Yeah, but can we talk about the greatest play in D. Rose's career? When he dunked on Goran Dragic, bro, when he went up with two hands. The the two hands. I was at. Go ahead. Greatest play in his career, if we just talk about basketball ever, was when he was at the United Center in a Simeon jersey and he went back to back now against Washington. Oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, had the whole. No, I was at that game. You was, was there against Washington. <laughs> I was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back, back nasty dunk. Then he started stretching after that second one when he got fouled. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He, he kind of yeah he kind of reminded me of myself when I was doing that. You know. Okay. Yeah. So, so I guess this is where okay. our journey ends, guys. Is <laughs> 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 it's big, big. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, I ask for two things. Number one, leave a five-star review. And number two, pass it on to a friend who may enjoy it as well. And don't forget to subscribe to our other podcast, Mogul Motivation from True Stories Media.